Blog Talk Radio. The Franciscan Friars of the Atonement present the Ave Maria Hour. Hello, this is Father Bob Warren of the Franciscan Friars of the Atonement. Thank you for listening to this rebroadcast of the Ave Maria Hour radio show. The Friars' popular Ave Maria Hour was first brought to the radio airwaves in 1939, recorded in New York City and on the mountainside grounds at Graymore, a home in Garrison, New York. These timeless classic stories of the Bible and the lives of the saints came to life each week through dramatic reenactment by professional actors and actresses. You know, friends, Christ once said, Do not hide your treasure under a bushel. In saying this, he meant share your gifts, share your talents. The Friars of the Atonement feel the message in these broadcasts remains as powerful and timely as when they were originally aired, and we are so happy to be able to share them with you today. To learn more about the missions and ministries of the Friars of the Atonement, I invite you to visit our website, www.atonementfriars.org. In the meantime, sit back and enjoy this rebroadcast of the Ave Maria Hour. The Altar of Sacrifice the story of Brother Eugene Frank. Even the kind sisters who taught Francis Anthony Frank in that Midwestern school admitted that he hated lessons, was slow to learn. Not only that, he was aggressive on the playground, and he was obstinate. So when he rushed home at the age of ten and shouted that when he grew up he wanted to be a missionary priest to win souls for Christ, no one paid any attention. At fifteen, he entered the seminary at Burkittsville, Ohio, for boys wishing to join the congregation of the Precious Blood. Before the year was out, he was sent home. His older brother tried to console him. Francis, believe me, I've been studying for the priesthood. I know what you've been up against. You have to be as familiar with Latin as with English. As for theology, well, it's a, it's a course of study embracing scripture, church history, homiletics, canon law, moral and dogmatic theology. It's, it's hard, very hard, and, and it can be very discouraging. I guess I'm not up to it. Francis, why don't you take that job in the factory and learn to be a carpenter? Give up the idea of becoming a missionary. I might as well. Maybe that's all I can do. Francis? Oh, Paul. Oh. What are you doing here? Well, as 
will be my last visit home before ordination. Oh, congratulations, Paul. I, I envy you. Oh, I thought you'd given up the idea of priesthood. Well, Paul, I don't think I shall ever give up that idea. And knowing that you're going to be ordained, well, suddenly I want to be a priest very much. Francis, you, you've been here three years. They like your work very much. Soon you'll be in line for the foreman's job. No, I'm going to be a priest, Paul. I'm quitting at the end of the week. Well, it'll be the same thing all over again. I can't help that. Well, I'll speak to the superior of my congregation. If you no, like. no, no. Thanks just the same. It would be better for us not to be in the same order. Huh. Where will you try? Uh, the Trappist down in Kentucky. Francis, that's an enclosed order and, and with the toughest rule and discipline of them all. Well, that's where I'm going to apply. Well, I doubt if they'll accept you. If they do, you won't last six months. say you were there three months and they sent you home? Yes, Reverend Father. And why do you apply now to the Society of the Divine Word? Well, I learned that you were accepting applications from young men interested in the religious life. Yes, well, now let's see. Uh, full name, Anthony Francis Frank, yes. born December 21st, mm -hmm. 1900, uh, only 18, mm -hmm. huh? Yes. Well, you're big for your age. How tall are you? Uh, six foot one. Mm. Fine physical condition, I can see that. Well, how about your work in school? Were you uh, good in Latin, for instance? What were you? Oh, Lord. What did I tell him? I should have known when I applied he'd write for my record. There's no telling what else the sisters told him. I sure gave them a hard time. If I lie to him now, I'm finished. I'll have to tell him the truth. Just hope for the best. Were you? Not good. No, not not good at all, Reverend Father. What about your other studies? Well, uh... I, I just got by most of the time. I, I tried harder my last year in the lower school because I wanted to enter St. Mary's Seminary. I see you left there before the end of the year. Why? Uh, was it because of your Latin? Yes, Reverend Father, it was uh, Latin. Yes. So twice you failed. Though well, I will say trying the Trappist shouldn't be charged against you. should never have gone there. I know that now. But I want to be a priest. A missionary who will dedicate his life to the conversion of natives to Christianity. I see. I see. Well, what can I tell this young man? His record couldn't be worse. Hates to study. Slow to learn. Aggressive and obstinate. Yes, obstinate, yes. It could be another name for perseverance. All depends upon how one looks at it. <clears throat> Perhaps one slow to learn will be as slow to forget what he does learn. Yes. Well, when I was a youngster, I was pretty aggressive, too. That is, according to the sisters. Reverend, Reverend Father? Uh, oh, yes, 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 my son. Reverend Father, I, I know I had a terrible record in the lower school, but the sisters just didn't understand boys. No? How's that? Well, it, if a boy shouts, it upsets them. If he gets into a fight, as, as most kids do, it's a capital offense. Mm -hmm. now, now, I know these things look bad on a fellow's records, and everybody told me I should give up the idea, but I couldn't. Mm -hmm. I became a good carpenter by reminding myself Joseph and Jesus were good carpenters, but when my brother came that day to tell me he was being ordained, I, I knew that being a carpenter wasn't enough. And so you you want to try again? Yes, yes, mm. Reverend Father. And if you reject me, I'll try again. I'll I'll just keep on trying. I, I, I suppose that's being obstinate, but but if you'll take me, 
This time, I won't fail. Francis, you report to the novice master and tell him you're assigned to the bakery. for me, Reverend Father? Yes, yes. I I need a bookcase, and I remembered you were a carpenter by trade. Uh, could you build one to fit in that corner? Oh, yes, in, in no time at all. All right. Order what material you need and have the bill sent to the treasurer. Yes, I'll see to it at once. See, I, I hear good reports of you from the bakery, Francis. <laughs> well, it took me a little time to learn how much of everything to mix, but, well, now there's nothing to it. Reverend Father. Yes, Francis? You do remember when I entered, I wanted to become a priest. Oh, yes, yes, I remember. Well, I was just wondering that, that is, I, well, shouldn't I be studying subjects that'll prepare me? No, I haven't forgotten your ambition. In July, you'll be asked to take the first vows, but I hadn't mind to talk to you before July and suggest you put aside your ambition. You mean not to become a priest? Yes, my son, I, I must be honest with you and tell you that priesthood is not for you. It's it's the Latin again. Not entirely. It's a question of urgent need for brothers to labor. And by that I mean hard physical labor in the vineyard. But in comparison with the priesthood, the role of a brother is... Regarded as second best, I know, by those who don't know. Not so, my son. To be sure, the priest has a sacramental power to bless, absolve, consecrate, to teach and govern... Yet their achievements depend on the sacrifice and prayers of others, particularly of brothers, whose lives, too, are consecrated to God. My son, you consider this. The greatest glory to God may be given by any religious in the humblest sphere of service through his self-sacrificing life of toil and prayer for love of him. The final goal, personal sanctification, is the all-important thing, not the work by which it is reached. And sainthood can be attained by the brother as well as by the priest. Then you think I should strive to become a brother? Don't hesitate to sacrifice ambition. Lay it at the foot of the cross. The Lord will understand and reward you. I'll be guided by you, Reverend Father. I'll study to become a brother. On this day, July 2nd, 1922... In the year of our Lord, I, by the authority vested in me, welcome you, erstwhile Francis Anthony Frank, now Brother Eugene, to the Society of the Divine Word as a missionary brother. Arise, my son, and join your brothers. Congratulations. Thank, thank you, Brother Eugene. Oh, thank, thank you, Brother Andrew. Thank you very much. less than a year since I took the habit. Yet now I am filled with doubt and questions as to my vocation. Have I made a mistake? All I do is bake bread. Must I spend the rest of my life in this fashion? Maybe I should get out while I can. 
What will the others, what... What will my family think of me if... If I say I'm going to quit? And then... Then there's Reverend Father, who gave me my third chance. But if I don't tell him now, it'll be even harder the longer I wait. This is driving me mad. I must. I... I will tell Father. I'll do it now. Now. This minute. Brother Eugene, since you haven't taken your final vows, you're free to go. But uh, I think you'll be making a mistake if you do. I don't know what's happened to me. The day I took the habit was the happiest day of my entire life. And then, well... Yes, you began to doubt your vocation. Well, I would be mixing dough, and these thoughts would come. I, I don't even know from where. You asked yourself if you were worthy? Yes, yes, yes. That's how it happened. Brother Eugene, what happened to you happened at one time or another to just about every religious, even some of those who achieved sainthood. Can that really be possible? Oh, yes. Even the apostles were susceptible. How often did Jesus chide them with, O ye of little faith? Oh, I have never lost faith in Jesus. Only of yourself? Yes, I, I suppose so. Well, I haven't lost faith in you. I doubted when you applied... You couldn't have had a worse record. But, of course, marks put down on paper tell us little or nothing about the, the spiritual forces within the boy. Well, I just don't want to make a mistake. Well, I don't think you will. The fact that you came to me at once is proof. I, well, I, don't, I, I don't understand, Reverend Father. It meant that you doubted your own doubts. Satan's subtle way of driving one into confusion and error. Be suspicious always of anything that attempts to drag you away from the work of the Lord. Reverend Father. Reverend Father. Brother Eugene, what is, what is it? What is it? Something so strange just happened to me. A thought. No. More like my own voice coming from a distance and saying... Be at peace with yourself. Now that you know of a certainty that when you die, you'll be in the habit of the divine word. Brother Eugene, I, I know how anxious you are to be sent on a mission, but I'm afraid there'll be a delay. Reverend Father, I did hope that after I took the final vows last November, I would be sent. Yes, I'd hope so also, but uh, they need a baker at our seminary at Girard, Pennsylvania. And you want me to go? Yes. Mm -hmm. When should I leave for Girard? Tomorrow morning. Uh, very, very, very well, Reverend Father. I'll go. No, uh, Francis... Yes. Uh, don't lose hope. I'm sure one day your missionary wish will be granted. Five years ago today, 
since I came to Gerard. I have baked enough bread to fill St. Peter's. Is this my mission? Is this how souls are to be saved? Oh, God, forgive me for my doubts. Suppose I'm not in some far-off country. Why, I'm helping to feed some future missionaries. Maybe better qualified to convert and save. <laughs> How words and ideas I didn't understand in school come back to me now with meaning clear as crystal. That poem, Milton on Blindness. God doesn't need either man's works or his own gifts. Who best serve his mild yoke? They serve him best. They also serve who only stand and wait. Oh, Lord, do with me as you wish, and then I shall be content. Pass the bread, yes. Brother Eugene. Thank you. You were telling me about Gerard, Pennsylvania, Brother. Oh, oh yes. Well, I was uh, I was there five uh, five years ago, Father Ross, and then one day word came to be ready to leave in a few hours. One week later, a group of us set sail. Uh, some were sent to India, others to China. I was the uh, only one to New Guinea. I landed at Madang... Uh, took the steamer for Alexa Hoffman, and, well, here I am to help in any way I can. And, indeed, you were welcome. Can you handle tools? Oh, I was a carpenter. Oh, that is fortunate. About six months ago, Father Schaefer started a mission at Bundi. That's in the Wagi Valley across the Bismarck Mountains. That uh, range I see in the distance? Yes, that's right. Be real pioneer work among natives, some of whom... Never seen a white man. Your work will be to build cabins to be used as missionary churches and houses and schools. Well, um, are the natives friendly? Uh, not overly. More fearful and very suspicious as yet. They're afraid of guns. Fire sticks, they call them. Uh, do we go about armed? The Australian government, the administrative authority for the island, requires white men to arm themselves. Well, how do we make them understand what we're trying to do? I have a smattering of the language, thanks to Manui, our head carrier. Uh, Manui. What to call Manui? Eugene, who goes with us to Bundi. Oh, very much pleased, brother. I'm very pleased to meet you, Manui. Manui will be guide, interpreter, and in charge of the carriers. We'd be lost without him. Well, when do we start? As soon as the rainy season ends. Ten days, two weeks. Make a list of what tools you need, and I'll see that they're packed. I'll do so at once. There will be danger. I don't want to give the impression that there won't. We're venturing into the unknown where there are a few white men. Our only contact with the outside world will be the emergency airstrip built by two Australians who discovered the Wagi Valley when looking for gold. <laughs> yes, well, if I uh, 
might be excused now, Father Ross. I'd like to get some letters off to people back home. Attention. Attention, please. Please. Now, some of you remember Brother Eugene, who was a baker here for many years. Now, I have a letter from him from our mission in New Guinea. He writes, uh, Reverend Father... Soon I'll be leaving here to help build missions, schools, and cabins in the Wagi Valley. Now, you won't find it on any map, but it's overlooked by the 13,000-foot-high Mount Hagen. That the good bishop has appointed me to work in our vicariate makes me very happy. There are thousands of natives there to be led to Christ. We'll take over a hundred carriers and enough food and supplies for a whole year. I read this letter to you because when Brother Eugene came to us, his great ambition was to become a priest. He sacrificed that ambition for what some might think was a more humble goal. At one time, he came to me in great distress, doubting his vocation. He said he wanted to leave the next day. Now, Brother Eugene didn't leave, of course. Brother Eugene is now happy in his work, and he ends his letter thus. Had I left the society, it would have been the greatest mistake of my life. That's it, Father Ross. It's finished. Mm, Splendid. I can't understand how you can build these cabins so fast. Well, I taught Manui to handle the saw, and he taught others. They supply the logs, I fit them into place. Where is Manwe now? He uh, took the mail to the airstrip. He's due back any moment. Are you having any trouble with the natives? Oh, no, no, no. But they've, uh, they've grown bolder. I have to watch constantly to keep them from stealing. Yes, it's the same at the other missions. Knowing we won't turn our guns on them, they've lost their fear. The guns are useless. Even if we fired to kill, one man would have no chance against a horde of them armed with spears and bows and arrows. It doesn't. I think we'd be safer if we went unarmed. Manui, what is it? White man! White man! What about the white man, Manui? Dead. Dead. Dead? Which white man? One who flies like a bird? No, no. White man who dig in earth. That would be the prospector who recently arrived. Manui, who... Who killed the white man? Kokanis. Very bad people. Yes, they roam the Chimbu Valley. They are the most warlike of all tribes. Brother, perhaps... You'd better not go to Bundy for the Christmas holidays. I must go for a retreat and to buy some goats. Well, the goats can wait. But not the retreat. I've been in the wilderness for over a year without religious exercises. Then take trusted carriers with you. Don't hesitate to turn back if there are signs of danger. What did you find out, Manway? The Ginde, friend to white man. Uh, she said, Kokanis ahead in valley. Kill white man. She said, 
Go back. No, I can't go back. This is the route I must follow. We have rifles and can frighten them. And frighten them off if they try to stop us. Chief say, go back. No, we can't turn back. Now signal the carriers to follow me. by a spear driven into his back. Brother Eugene was not dead. Friendly natives found him and Manui. For seven days, Brother Eugene lay on the ground, suffering excruciatingly from his wounds. A search party then found him and Manui and flew them to a hospital. Manui eventually recovered. But Brother Eugene died a week later, on January 23rd, 1935. Brother Eugene's destiny was not to become a priest, but to fulfill God's will by walking the path of faith in total commitment to the service of God as a religious brother. listening to this rebroadcast of the Ave Maria Hour, brought to you by the Franciscan Friars of the Atonement. For over 110 years, the Friars have devoted themselves to fulfilling St. Francis' prayer, to heal wounds, to unite what has fallen apart, and to bring home those who have lost their way. We work for Christian unity and interreligious understanding. We provide respite at our retreat center at Greenwood for those in need of spiritual renewal. We staff parishes throughout the world, serve as chaplains for colleges, hospitals, and prisons. We care for the ill through hospice work, ministry to those with HIV AIDS. We also shelter the homeless 
and provide treatment and services for those suffering from alcoholism and drug addiction. If you would like to be included in our prayer list, participate in special St. Anthony Novenas, and or visit St. Anthony Shrine Graymore, attend a retreat, learn more about our Ave Maria Hour productions, or simply make a donation to assist us in fulfilling St. Francis' prayer to help those in need, please visit our website at atonementfriars.org or email me at avemaria at atonementfriars.org You can write to me, Father Bob, Friars of the Atonement, Graymore, Post Office Box 300, Garrison, New York, 10524. And so, in closing, I ask for the blessing of God upon you and those you love. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. And may he look upon you with kindness and give you his peace. Amen.